0: We live in a world where something is always brewing. Knowing that we are not alone in our struggles oftentimes gives us the strength to keep pushing forward. So pour that cup of coffee because you, my friend, are not alone. Welcome to Coffee with Cory. Welcome to Coffee with Corey. Get yourself a cup of coffee because if you don't have a cup of coffee, then you're missing out. I mean, half of this is we're getting caffeinated together. So I'm on this is like, um, I'm at the point in my caffeination that I had to actually eat something because I kind of got a sour stomach because I drank too much coffee. But that was because I've been up relatively since 3.30 because my toddler is having sleep regression, especially the time change has thrown my children's sleep patterns all off. And that means that mommy and daddy have not slept adequately. And so I'm hanging on to every drop of coffee for dear life. So I'm gonna say this is probably like, in full disclosure, myself. Seventh cup of coffee. (laughs) Yeah, um, seventh cup of coffee. It's uncharacteristic for me to have more than four. But anything past four is like I'm in sleep deprivation. So here we are holding on to my cup of coffee as my eye twitches. So there's that. (laughs) Every parent out there knows what I'm talking about. Hold on. Let's take a big old swig so we can be energized for the rest of this episode. All right, so today's episode, we're going to talk about cycles that shape us. Sometimes we don't even know the cycles that shape us. I mean, everybody's in a cycle, right? Like, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, positive, negative, you know, we're all in cycles. We all have habits, whether we recognize that or not, good habits, bad habits bad coping mechanisms, good coping mechanisms. We all have them. We all have ways of living, ways of dealing. So today I want to talk about and examine some of the cycles that shape us. And if we are stuck in negative cycles, how we can break free of some of those dysfunctional patterns that maybe we didn't really realize were dysfunctional cycles first start with how we think about things and how our thoughts are shaped because obviously whatever our thoughts are then solidify what we believe and then determine how we are going to act and so and then once we start acting then we create cycles or patterns and so i feel like we have to get back to the beginning of our thoughts and There's this quote that says, so a man thinks, so therefore he is. And so the things that we think shape who we are, our identity, and what we believe, what's our internal narrative about ourselves? And that determines how we behave and how we create patterns in our life. Sometimes we allow ourselves to be labeled by titles or role, like, you know, who am I? Like, oh, well, you know, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm, you know, what my occupation is, fill in the blank. I help out with this charity of choice, fill in the blank. And sometimes we think that our identity is wrapped up in what we do. Or you might fall into this other camp that, oh, I'm defined by whose I am, you know, I'm my son's mother, I am my husband's wife, you know, I'm friends with so and so, or I know so and so, or hey, that's my dad, my dad, blah, blah, blah. Like, and so sometimes we form identity on the relationships that we're in. And we think that that attributes to who we are by who we're in relationship in with. Or sometimes we fall into this negative trap of who I am not, you know, oh, well, I'm clearly not that person. They have it all together. Well, I'm clearly not that person because they do this or they have that position or, you know, they look like they have the little house in the prairie lifestyle that I wish I had. And, you know, we make all these comparisons. And obviously, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again, social media does not help at all in this, especially if you're the type of person that compares yourself to other people, because you're comparing yourself to a version of someone that you've think in your mind exists. But in reality, you're just seeing people's highlights. And quite honestly, you personally, do you post like when you Stub your toe, or when you have a bad day. No, we're all posting our highlight moments. We're all posting the highlight reel. And so we think people's baseline is the highlight reel. And no, those are the highlight moments that we want to showcase. But that's not necessarily our day to day or our reality. And so we need to understand that nobody's life is perfect. I mean, you know, hold on, let me spill the tea. But like, Me and my husband went to this great event, I think it was a couple weekends ago, and we had so much fun. And I was getting ready. And what you'll never know, unless obviously here I am telling you, he true Hollywood story over here. Well, as I was getting ready, you know, I was curling my hair and I burnt the heck out of my neck, like a three inch long curling iron burn on my neck and you know I covered it up I put my hair I parted it to one side so it covered that part of my neck but like did I, po- did I post about that no I didn't post about that why why I'm not showcasing the negative that happens but I posted how great we both looked and how much fun we had and the friends we saw and the great time we had but like unless I like told you like something happened that I was kind of in pain for and like had to cover up make pretty make do with whatever happens like you wouldn't know. And that's with most people. We're not showcasing the hard things. However, with our intimate friends and the people we're close to, you know, we tell, we should be telling those things too because it's hard to bear those burdens alone. But so many times people compare themselves to other people and think how it subtracts from their identity by weighing and comparing themselves to their idea of somebody else's life or somebody else's identity. And so that's another trap that we could fall into. As we kind of have our internal narrative about who we are. And even, I'll take it a step further, sometimes people even base their identity or who they are on where they've come from, where they were raised, what kind of status or lack of status, and kind of we've allowed that to be our narrative, or think this is what we've had, we're going to always have it this way, or, you know, maybe we never had, and we're never going to have that, and get into that those traps of believing the life cycles of our parents are our cycles now, and that generational patterns is perpetuated in your life. And so sometimes I think we allow the generational cycles in our family to shape us more than we should. And obviously, we grew up in those atmospheres, we grew up in those places. And it has shaped us, it has framed our ideas, maybe of relationship, of finances, of spirituality, because those were our first encounters with those things in the home that we grew up in. But as we get older, we may see some things might have been dysfunctional. We see how some things might have been warped. Or maybe now you're an adult and you think, you know what, as I'm coming into wholeness, I'm recognizing this is not the healthiest perspective. Or sometimes you're just so used to that pattern and that way of thinking, you think it's completely normal when it may be dysfunctional. And so we need to examine the thoughts and the patterns that we do on a daily basis, you know, things that form and shape our words, the things that we think about ourselves, how we choose to raise our kids. Because if we allow it, we're going to continue to perpetuate those life cycles, those negative life cycles. And we want to take the good and we want to shift from perpetuating the bad. And For me, I always had like this internal narrative that something was wrong with me, that, oh, clearly, obviously, this is happening to you because something's wrong with you. And I always felt like there was something wrong with me, no matter what I did, everything terrible thing or not great incident always solidified this lie I believed about myself oh you got a bad grade yeah clearly because there's something wrong with you because you're not that smart oh that happened well clearly because something's wrong with you what did you think oh well you're gonna have to be a peep pleaser because you know there's something wrong with you and nobody's gonna like you if they knew the real person inside you or they're just gonna leave you or they're just gonna abandon you because clearly something's wrong with you and this was like this internal narrative that I always just played Played in my head until I got into my 20s. And did I realize, oh my gosh, I'm actually thinking this all the time that there's something wrong with me. And no wonder why there's all these things wrong with me. (laughs) And I had to divorce that idea that there was something wrong with me and accept myself and begin to love myself, set healthy boundaries, and Allow myself to break away from those negative mindsets. Now, you know, I don't remember if anybody ever spoke that over me, but. You know, we have had words that have shaped us, whether it was an authoritative person in our life as a child, whether it was a coach, whether it was a parent, whether it was a figure of authority in our lives. People have spoken negatively about us. And because when we were young, we believed it as truth because we respected their opinion as an adult or as a person of authority over us. Or maybe something happened where we were shamed and it solidified how we began to think about ourselves. And I can't imagine for someone to say those negative, horrible things to a child, what they endured as a child. And so now I can look at it with a place of forgiveness and empathy, but understanding how cycles continue. It's They did it because somebody else did it to them and somebody else did it to them. And they've perpetuated this life cycle. And with their words, they were expressing the terrible things maybe that they had going on inside them, expressing their own fears and that own inner narrative that they have about themselves. They're saying it out loud directed at, at you. And so we have to think about these things. Am I repeating the things that I've heard over me? Or have I put a stop to allowing that lie in my brain to be thought of as truth? And so when I had to break agreement with there's something wrong with me, I wrote a little list of all the things that I was, that I was good at, that I felt were, good qualities about me. And I wrote them on a piece of paper. And I actually like thumbtacked them uh, next to my bed on the wall. And every night I would say those things out loud to myself and go to bed with that thought in my mind that I am I am good. I am trying. I, I am loved. I am kind. I am a generous person. And I would just speak those things over myself anytime that I felt that that lie of there's something wrong with you coming to my mind and not allowing it to take root in me anymore. And I divorced that lie as truth and recognized it for the lie that it really was. And so the to try to change course from believing lies, the first thing we must do is acknowledge what we believe that in our narrative we have to recognize it as a lie. If you don't recognize that negative talk is a lie, and you believe it as truth, you're never going to be able to overcome those things that you keep attracting. Because like attracts like. And so if you're always feeling negative, you're going to attract negative. And so to first get away from those thoughts, you have to first acknowledge that those statements, that narrative is in fact false and a lie. So the first thing you must do is acknowledge that that is a lie. The second thing you should do in working is verbalize. So many times we hide or bury the circumstances that happen that solidify those lies. Whether it was like for me, something's wrong with me. And so all the things that happened that reinforced that statement in my mind, when I began to talk about those things that happened and give them air, so to speak, and validate those things that happened to me that were not so great, they began to lose their power over me. So verbalizing and expressing these things out loud to someone that is trusted is so critical in changing this course. Number three, seek out ways and avenues to to overcome these thoughts. Whether that's, you know, reading a helpful book, whether that's memorizing a verse that contradicts the lie that you believe. Whether that's seeking out counsel, starting therapy, speaking to a a confidant, or doing self-care things to help facilitate healing in your life. And all those things that you could do to put good things into you and help release the negative. So seeking out ways of of help and expression and giving yourself tools to recover. And then the fourth thing is acceptance. Accepting that whatever cycles are going on in your family or that you were raised with, you have the power to break the mold. You have the strength to move away from that. Sometimes when you start moving away from those cycles or begin to call out those things as dysfunction or as something you're not going to perpetuate, people don't, respond well to that. And so you have to accept the only person you can change is you. Because oftentimes, people get upset or frustrated, or I don't know why you're bringing this to light. I don't know why you're talking about this. They want to keep the things in the dark that happened in the home. (laughs) How many people have ever heard their parent or somebody say, what happens in this house stays in this house? Oh my gosh, I get it. However, It doesn't just stay in this house because actually you're implanting these things that stay in this house inside of me that I'm taking with me when I go to rear and parent my children. And so it doesn't ever just stay in the house I've found. It goes with you. It carries with you. It warps you, especially when there's dysfunction, abuse, neglect, and all of these things that happen. And everybody has stuff. Whatever scale you're on, something has happened that has caused you to have a negative narrative about yourself, and these are the things that are shaping who you believe you are, your internal identity, your internal narrative. That's affecting how you behave, and that's that's affecting your patterns, and essentially, it's affecting your life because who you think you are is who you are, and so. It's something that we really need to examine and comb over what are some lies that I'm believing about myself? Am I being negative towards myself? Am I am I giving myself the same advice or same grace I would give to my friend or my child? And if you're not giving yourself the same grace, advice, mercy that you would give to someone else, then you are being abusive to yourself. Hear me. If you are not giving yourself the grace and mercy you would give to someone else and not directing it at yourself, you're actually abusing yourself and you're walking out self-hatred towards yourself. And so I'm I'm so grateful that we're here today talking about this topic because I don't believe that we sometimes have the wherewithal or the understanding to pick things out because we're used to those thoughts. They're not something that, if, especially if we thought that for decades or we've thought a certain narrative for our whole lives, unless somebody comes along and points that out, it's it would be easy for you to think that's normal or for you to think um, yep, I'm a worrier, I'm always a worrier, yep, my mom's a worrier, I'm a worrier, or yep, my mom is negative, I guess I'm negative, or yep, my dad does that too, or, you know, like, we just accept these things because it was demonstrated for us, and we've continued to walk down the same paths, but we need to recognize these paths lead to nowhere good, and we do not want to continue to do that to ourselves, anymore. And so today you get to choose. Today you get to decide if you're going to continue to repeat the same pattern or if you will be brave, accept the truth of that lie and walk in change. So I just pray that you have a blessed day and take these tools and have a great week. Thank you so much for joining me today. And as always, I am your host, Corey Powers. Please follow, share, and review this podcast to help others seeking encouragement. For more information, be sure to check out my website, CoryPowers.com. And tune in next time for more Coffee with Corey.